Hey, Biggs. Hey, Enzo. Okay, a picnic table. Would you say that would be something that you would enjoy building? If I had nothing else to do. <laughs> 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 Thanks. Just derail me. What about a foosball table? Would you build that? No. No, you wouldn't build that. What about a birdhouse? Would you build a birdhouse for a grade? Okay. All right. You I'll know build what you a car. <laughs> okay. You know what you don't have to build? What? Quit the build. <laughs> Quit the build is the amazing podcast network that bring you amazing podcasts like the Quit the Build podcast, One Minute, One Decision, and of course, the WDQ podcast. We love them. We appreciate them. We would love it if you would go to their website, quitthebuild.com, uh, and check out all of their cool content. They have a merch day store. They also have a Facebook page where you can go there and leave them a comment. I say it every week or every other week. You should tell them how amazingly stupid our intros are so we just keep doing them. Thanks, guys, for <laughs> supporting the podcast. See ya. birdhouse i had to do that in, was it shop class did you ever have to make something with sugar cubes i did that i didn't have to but uh me and a guy didn't have uh, to. yeah in sixth grade we had to do some kind of social studies project and we tried to build some kind of iroquois house out of sugar cubes i don't know why we did that was it, it was for funsies no, it's for social studies class. Oh, you said that, and I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> it's okay. You know, nobody cares. What? No, I care. I care a lot. <laughs> this is episode, I, I wanted to just say real quick, this is episode 26 <laughs> of the WDQ podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we're recording this one August the 17th, 2022. Uh, minutes before, not minutes, but maybe an hour before Dynamite. We always do it on Wednesdays, so... Uh, Anything that we say about it will obviously be <laughs> inaccurate, but Except I do for things I say they'll be correct. Uh, you you did you did you did kind of uh, beat me on the SummerSlam predictions, so yeah, I can't. I haven't forgot. <laughs> Great, now it's a double or nothing. Is it? Is that what we're doing? I don't want to do that. That you, sounds you... terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a gambling man. I I I don't got a lot to gamble with, so I I like to keep Your it life. I mean, that's got dark, didn't it? Wrestling is fun <laughs> and innocent, so don't bring my life into this. Hey, tonight, uh, it was speaking of AEW Dynamite, it's the American Dragon versus the Dragon Slayer, Daniel Garcia. It's two out of three falls, and uh, the special guest timekeeper. I love this. I love this so much. Is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? My so, favorite. I'm telling you, man. Like I. I heard that and got on this kick of watching some Ricky the Dragon Steamboat uh, clips. And one of the more, like, I, I wouldn't say recent, but it's, he didn't make too many appearances after he kind of, like, disappeared for a while. He he came back, did something in Ring of Honor, and came back, did the thing with Jericho. But the one I'm referencing is the thing he did in Ring of Honor, where it was 2004, uh, CM Punk, long-haired, like, you know, basketball shorts, CM Punk. Mm. Um, I think he was blonde, too. Um Anyways, he goes to attack him, and man, Ricky Steamboat's so smooth. He just never lost it. That was one guy 
who just never lost it. And he was smart enough to say no to Ric Flair's last match. <laughs> well, I do believe he has some health issues going on now. But, um, you know, he he's a kayfabe era wrestler. He took some some rough bumps. Like he legit let Jake DDT his head into the ground, onto the cement for a house show. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not. Uh, advised for your future endeavors no not at all that, that was back in the day when you know some of us that weren't suspending disbelief like we thought it was real when they got down there close to you like if you were next to the guardrail you know if they were close to you they hit each other for real <laughs> because you know you could see them pull a punch or work a punch when it's up close so they hit each other for real and it used to scare me and when people say oh it's fake i'm like no I sent it. I sent it myself. <laughs> Wasn't it you who told me, and you might have even told me on this podcast, that uh, The Undertaker used to go into like a refrigerated freezer area to be cold. So if people, when he walked by people and they touched him, he would be cold. I heard that on a, um, a shoot interview. I forget who it was with, but they said that um, he, um, one place he stood in the freezer and others, he would rub ice all over him. So that when the fans touched him, he would be cold to the touch. That was when he first got to WWF. Back That's fantastic, the though. That's if it's true, you know, heard in the shoot interview. But yeah, that would be. I remember Todd Pettengill saying, and word is he's ice cold to the touch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> he's uh, intrigue. Must touch this man. <laughs> <laughs> is Todd Pettengill in the Hall of Fame? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. But they do really? bring him. They do. They do let him out of his house every so often to do an NXT thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know he was like a, a big sports commentator on the radio for a while. Hmm, let me look. But it up. he was probably that I can remember of all of the the personalities that had those little shows by themselves. He was the most excited. I love Todd Pettengill. Oh, man, I remember him talking, you know, speaking over the click cams and, oh, my gosh, Shawn Michaels coming from the ceiling. It was crazy. I'm like, all right, Tom, let's calm he, down. He's not. He's not in the Hall of Fame. That's a really? shame. That's a that's a real shame, actually. It's probably an oversight. You got to think of all the shows, all the things that have happened. And, you know, you know it might not have been because like who knows? He, he could have slipped up and said something crazy on the radio. And then they were afraid to let they him. They wouldn't in. have brought him back, though. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have kept bringing him back for like the NXT yeah, in your true. house. Though. I don't know. Wait, wait. Of course, and see. also, do you by get the in way, the hall active? They brought Hogan back and put him in the Hall of Fame. So that that goes out the window. The the oh maybe he said something. <laughs> Never mind. But, yeah, but he went in before that happened, right? Uh, what? What? Do you, oh, yes. Before, but they were yeah. they took him out. Yeah, and they put they him back him in. I'm trying to think though. Um, if you're active, do you go in the Hall of Fame? Um, that's a good question. I, I yes, because Triple H went in as DX and and then still performed. It, he was he was active, but not like full time. And DX wasn't active. That is true. Tim, Tim. Well, I don't know. I, no, that's is not, he in there that's not him- true because DX went and did that horrible Saudi show against Kane and Undertaker. So. <laughs> Just saying. Those comebacks, man. I remember when the when Marty Jannetty came back and whew, 
I just watched that again a couple of days ago. It was so sad. They were doing their old rockers moves and he couldn't pull them off anymore. It's like, oh man, mm-hmm. poor Marty. But um, the so, memories. Tonight. Todd Pettengill, I salute you. I was a fan. I didn't really care for In Your House. They only gave away one house, right? Yeah, I want to know what happened to that house. <laughs> we, this is a, I'll, I'll be back next podcast with information on the In Your House house. That's what I want to know. It's got to be house. the In Your You're House house. That um, no, nah, I'm totally forgetting it two seconds from now. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to find out, though. I want to know more about it. You've promised uh, the fans. I did. Tonight. I'm excited. I want to know what you think about it. It is a trios tournament match. Andrade, Roosh, Dragon Lee versus the Young Bucks. And is it Kenny Omega? Because being the elite on BTE, they showed Matt or Nick Jackson. I can't remember which one on the phone talking to someone and said, are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? And then the stinger of Kenny Omega's music hit for like a second. Is it Kenny Omega? Maybe. I don't think it is. It's it Omega. Is. If it's not, then the whole company is 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 turning heel because <laughs> you cannot tease. Well, see, you have to understand, like, I guess I'm... Who else is it? I'm so old school. It was like right before you have a major pay-per-view, you bring back someone like that. But like they only the have show. four pay-per-views a, a year. I, I know. I'm just saying, like... Okay, I mean, maybe. I mean, I could be again. I, that that's what I'm going off of. Is like right before when you're trying to get that extra boost, you bring someone back. But you know, it, it could be him. Maybe. You know? because, I mean, here's the he, thing. He went through a lot to be back this soon, though. It's been over a year. Oh, but I mean, he must be a rehab machine. I, I'll say this. They asked Hangman Adam Page live last week, and he said no. He said, I think I'm just going to team with my boys, you know, the Dark Order. Okay. Is it is it Dark Order or the Dark Order? It's Dark Order. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Dork Order. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> I like the Dark Order. They've, they're they directionless at the moment, but uh, I like the Dark Order. Anyways, he said no, which is whatever. The only option is Kenny Omega. That's it. That's the only option. That's the only one. That's we'll who see. else is going to team? Who else is going to team with the Young Bucks? You tell me who's going to do it. Well, see, when you put me on the spot, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, I don't think there who is else anyone going to team with the Young Bucks. I, don't, I mean, it's they could just no. Nah, they're not going to throw anybody random in there. Road Dog. <laughs> hey, I like watching the Road Dog, so I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I I love the road dog. Sure, you're not for this though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there's nobody else. There's literally nobody else. It's 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 Omega. They're gonna do this. I hope they do this thing. It's the kind of stuff you make people pay for, though. I hope they do this thing. They're a TV first company, though. They're a TV first company, and they're gonna yeah, spike a huge rating. Last that long. But by the way, they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna spike a huge rating, and they need it right now because they've kind of been dipping a little bit. And I think this is good. Um, I, I I I just I know it. I know it's it's got to be Kenny Omega. They're gonna do the thing where Bucks are gonna come out, and then it's gonna be like. Wait for it. No music. Wait for it. And then you hear the cleaners music. <laughs> I, I love when they do that. I love when they do that stuff. 
All right. Hey, we'll, we'll see. I'm not going to bet on it, but I don't think it's going to be him. I can't. By the time you listen to this, everyone, you would have known who it is. Did you I'll hear? I'm looking forward to see. And I want to see how he moves around. Me too. Did you hear uh, that someone within WWE was poking around and, and, and asking a notable talent? No names were dropped or anything, but notable talent in AEW while under contract. About, yeah, they ran in totally immediately. <laughs> I know that's good. That's good loyalty yeah. right there. That's gonna that's gonna go well for you later. I'm sure. I wonder who it was, and they and the wording was very interesting. It was it was worded as if it was a talent that hadn't been in uh, WWE before. So you're, I'm looking at that, thinking your Wardlow's. I'm thinking uh, maybe your maybe Darby Allen. You know, people like that, like Jungle Boy. Those are the. I sit back and I try to think. And if I was Triple H, I'd go after Hook. (laughs) Yes, but that would. I don't think that would happen just because of the ties that, you know, like like Taz is there doing. You know, he signed a contract for commentary and and being a part of the. uh, I actually don't know what his other roles are in AEW, but he's an integral part of the broadcast team. And I wouldn't think that they I mean, would do Taz that. doesn't have to leave. <laughs> I mean, totally 100% true. You're right. But I no, think, that- you know, I mean, it it is unlikely. I just try to think and not fully knowing Triple, H, Triple H's mindset. Like I think of Wardlow, the character Wardlow plays. I don't think that works in WWE. He's not that big a guy. Then there's Darby Allen. But that's not Triple yes, H's Yes, but journey. I don't think they would let Darby Allen do the same stuff over there. That's not Triple H's vision, though. Triple H wants to. Did you see what he let uh, Gunther and Shinsuke Nakamura do? Did you see what he mm-hmm. let? What he let um, uh, Kevin Owens and and uh, 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 Drew McIntyre do? By the way, Drew McIntyre screaming on wall. We're wrestlers in a wrestling ring, so let's wrestle. <laughs> Yeah, Vince McMahon hit three aneurysms at home. I guarantee you, he 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 cut the TV off at least (laughs) at at minimum. But um, so so you think that Triple H will let Darby do Darby over there? I think that it would be it would have to fit a little bit of the mold. But I but I I think his spots would be more uh situational. I think it would be more like this is an event. So we're going to be well, a yeah. That's crazy. What, I, I could see him letting Darby be Darby at WrestleMania. <laughs> I just don't see it happening on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would definitely tone him. I don't know if he would tone him down a little bit, but I think that they would have to just for the fact that the pe- the people. And the, the I don't. I don't think it would be. Stuff. I'm sorry. I, I don't think it would be because he doesn't like it. I think he's just looking at longevity. He can't keep doing that stuff forever. It's going to shorten something. I, I you know, and, and the fans take to him. They like him. You kind of want him to stick around. So maybe he would say, you know, just bring it down a notch. Bring it from 10 to like six and a half. Either just so way. We keep you out here. <laughs> yeah. Either way, uh, it's, it's a crappy business practice to do it. And I don't think that they straight up said, like, here's a contract. I think that they were more like, you know doors open if you want but still you're not allowed to do that so i don't know if there's any like ramifications for something like that because clearly the person ratted him out and said this is who did it we don't know who did it but the, but they definitely said this is who tried to do this um i wonder like are there 
that's not i wouldn't say illegal is the word but i would definitely say that would be against certain company policies and stuff right or maybe it is illegal because it's contracts right i mean there's 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 tampering but there's i'm not uh i'm not in the legal biz and i'm not a legal scholar um at all but i know that there there talk with reckless abandon yeah there is things in there for tampering but i also know that this that's the way wrestling has always been you know you know somebody to know somebody hey you know check him out see how he feels about coming over here hey i got his number you know small talk and then run into something else and, you but know take the temperature has gotten, litigation has gotten so much more serious and dotted the i's and crossed the t's though that that anybody for any reason can find a, a loophole to sue or do anything for certain things i i, I, mean, I imagine think it just got that you know vince sues everybody over everything right? oh i know i know but i'm <laughs> saying that, that these contracts are designed in a way to say like this is the uh, one of the biggest things that you can't do anymore like back in the territory days it it was a lot harder to 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 put a cap on those types of things it's not so much harder to put a cap on that nowadays especially like i mean somebody as loyal as the person they talked to went and ran right away and said this this is what happened i mean i think i mean i'm not going to say you're wrong but to me the only thing that makes a difference is it's easier to provide proof now someone you know rang you up before how are you gonna prove what they said yeah. You know, and it, and it was like, hey, you know, Sting knows Lex Luger. They're friends. And then, you know, somebody's out golfing or at the gym. And so what would you think about coming over here? You know, it's different. Now, text message or voicemail, something stupid, an email, maybe you get yourself in trouble. Um, we'll, we'll see what Tony Khan decides to do. I mean, this might be enough seeing that they they came at this person under the table, which makes them look bad. And they got shut down. <laughs> That's, I, it makes me wonder who the heck it was. <clears throat> I mean, notable is very general. Yeah, of course. Like, again, like, and again, the way they, bleh, the way they worded it was definitely, it seemed to be someone who wasn't, who wasn't already in, affiliated with WWE or the company in any way, shape, or form in the past. So, yeah, whatever. Maybe we'll hear more. Maybe we won't. I'm I'm not too worried about it. Uh, yeah, I know that they did reach out. Um, ooh, because who was it? Was it MLW had something like that happen? And they, um, I don't know the incident you're speaking of. Oh, okay, I I can't remember who it was, but I I know that people will reach out. I don't know if this rose to that level. I'd read several articles on it and I, a few of them said there, it was unclear if it was considered an um, unlawful contract tampering. So I don't know because it, it could have just been somebody saying, Hey, they'll, they'll, they'll make you an offer over here. If you're willing to jump, <laughs> which is and still could have just been another wrestler saying that as a friend, which is still not allowed in their contracts. Like they're not allowed to, they're not allowed to reach out and, and ask people anything about their employment status or make any sort of propositions or offers or any sort of like nothing. Does that extend to the wrestlers? If we were, if you were in AEW and I was in WWE and I hear people saying, oh man, we'd love to have him over here. Me and you are hanging out playing street fighter. And I'm like, yo, Enzo, you know, if you came over here, I, I heard them talking. They they give you a guaranteed deal up front and a push. Yeah, yeah I don't. Like, I, 
I think that that's different. That's casual conversation. The difference is, is uh, from, and man, I could be wrong, but from the story that I heard, it seemed like it was not a wrestler. Like it was a representative for the company. And if it's well, that, that, that's the case. Stupid. Yes. <laughs> Uh, speaking so, of stupid, so Triple H takes over and drives the company into the ground. I have. What I have, if it was like Triple H reaches out to MJF? <laughs> that would be. A, I actually would love to see that. Oh, that, that would be it hilarious. Would, it would spin that into a story so fast. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, did you see? This is random. Did you see Sylvester Stallone's quote that he uh, did in Sports Illustrated recently? No, I didn't. What did he say? I feel like I have to read it like him, so I'm going to. Oh, try. don't don't be mean though. Just okay. I'm going to do what I do. Don't do it like Rocky. Do it like like Tango hey, hey, and Cash. Hey, hey. See, you do it not not just Rocky, but Rocky this, too. This. <laughs> <laughs> wow, hey, hey, pro wrestling. It's all about getting swept up in the drama. I I hear people say it's not real. Really. Gravity is real. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Jumping off top rope. <laughs> I'm stopping. He says, I will read it. I love I love wrestling. It's all about getting swept up in the drama. I hear people say it's not real. Really? Gravity is real. Jumping off the top rope or having 300 pounds landing on you. That's real. I don't mm-hmm. understand why he said gravity is real <laughs> he's saying that when they jump from things really high up because you hear people say oh they're trained oh, to do I that see it. Okay. he's saying like look they're they don't get to turn off gravity they come down just as hard as everybody else jim Cornette is a big fan of sylvester stallone because years ago oh what was it called um i thought he was just trying to be smarter than he was like i thought <laughs> others like, oh, it's the triple force is real <laughs> 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 wow you know they say he's actually a very smart i mean he wrote rocky I mean, i'm we sure got, he is we smart. gotta like, we gotta give him props but it's hard not to attach that rocky character the punchy guy and you know not the thoughtful deep thinker in the later ones but rocky too if you want to smeal mainly rock can you read that okay that should say smell manly can you read that oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was bad but i don't know if you remember paradise alley um years ago it was i'm not gonna say his first movie but one of his first big movies and um it was a, a movie about pro wrestling and terry funk was in it and there were people on set making fun of them and sylvester stallone like stood up and yelled at everybody like hey these guys do what you stunt guys do in 60 takes they do it one shot and they do it live no special camera angles they do this stuff for real no you know so since then he gained the respect of a lot of wrestlers and he put um terry funk in a few only one i can remember right now is that one and over the top but i remember there was another one over the top was the arm wrestling one right yeah and i don't know if you remember um in his character was like named hawk and his father-in-law was rich and um, his wife had passed away and he was trying to get custody of his son and his father-in-law, um, his bodyguard was Terry Funk. Oh, uh, uh, confession time. I've never seen over the top. You are killing me. Oh my gosh. I tell people all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's weird because like all of my friends, I don't have many, like we, we bumped into each other at, some place and became friends 
that we all have all these things in common. You don't keep up with the Predator movies. You didn't watch Over the Top. Like it hurts when I, I didn't don't... see one Predator movie, and I haven't seen one Stallone movie that we're talking about randomly now, and we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. Like, if you didn't watch Top Gun, I can let that go. I've seen Top Gun. But Over the Top is classic. And it's funny because the only real art, well, there was more than one, but the the puniest looking guy in the whole movie was the only really good arm wrestler in the movie. John Brzezink. When you look at him, he's unintimidating. and And back then, he probably looked like he was 19 years old. And... All these monsters are in that movie. Uh, I, you should watch it. It's going to be eighties. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of White Snake in it. But if it's it's a good it's a good movie. Ask me another movie that that you want to know if I've seen. Ask Cobra. me another. So Kevin Owens recently said on Twitter that <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that either. I've seen Cobra. Moving seen on. Tango and Cash. All right, I'll let you go. Okay, moving on. Kevin Owens uh, did something funny on Twitter. This is just, again, this is the Feel Good Fun Podcast Day. Uh, I, I Everyone should go to Kevin Owens' Twitter right now and read his tweet. He responded to a guy named Brett. And it says, I'm going to read it. This is Kevin Owens in response to someone telling him to come up with his own finishers. He said, no, Brett. I'm going to start copying everyone even more. In fact, my name is now Kevin with two N's. And and you think, I think because of Brett having two T's at the end of his name. In fact, my name is now Kevin, two N's. And you think you're the only one that can take a selfie in front of a body of water while looking miserable? Nope. And then he, and then he took a picture of him making the same face Kevin's making, or sorry, that Brett's making in his profile picture in front of a body of water. And it's hilarious, and you should definitely go look at this. I love Kevin. I love Kevin Owens, and this I I told that story to lead into this one. Uh, Kevin Owens recently has said a lot of things, but he said one, he's super duper excited to be under a Triple H run company, um, as far as the creative and you know head of talent relations. Uh, He also said that one of his goals still is to be a tag team champion with Sami Zayn, which I see that happening honestly under Triple H's watch. Why would you not? I mean, obviously, they're both super duper talented uh, uh, individuals and they've both done their own thing and and together, separately, whatever. They've always been able to stay relevant no matter what gimmick they've been given, no matter what they've been asked to do. I would love to see them do one more together. And uh, yeah, so what do you think about that? Oh, I'd love to see it too. I mean, it was great. Um, I don't know yeah. if it'll look the same now. Guys got a little bit more miles on him, but still thinking of no no one's gonna say no to that. <laughs> with a with a with a very, very, very uh slim pickings tag team division, I would love to see them do just like a, a tag team tournament or something. I know tournaments the easy way out. They need to build the characters, build the stories, build that tag team division back up again. And I would love to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out on top. Obviously, this is like pipe dream right now. Nothing is in the works that we know of. We can't, you know, they haven't said anything. But I'm hopeful. Like, tag team wrestling is severely lacking in the WWE. We've gone over this a couple times on the podcast before. 
I want to see more tag team wrestling. And now that Triple H is giving people more time to do things, heck, they got me invested in Theory versus Dolph Ziggler. And I don't even really like that's a pay-per-view quality. They both match. deserve it. They're both great workers. Yeah, no, it was a great Ziggler's match. up there in age now, though. How old is he now? He's the he's like second or third best bumper in the history of WWE, in my mind. Trying to think. That's hard. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. I would, my, this is literally just shooting off as quick as I can. My, my list of bumpers in no specific order in WWE would be Shawn Michaels, uh, Dolph Ziggler, um, AJ Styles. Let's see. Who else would you put in that list? This is recent, recency bias here. Eh, yes and no. I mean, th- who was a good? You named me some good bumpers from back then. And like- well, see, when you say bumpers, when, whenever they you're, make you're, the opponent's move look devastating, Randy Savage. <laughs> Watch Savage. Randy Savage take a punch from the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> he makes Ultimate Warrior look like a superhero. Because there's you, that, that's. What I like, that makes a good bump to me again now. You know, I always go back to kayfabe era. A guy that takes a shot and and, and the way he receives it, he makes it look like it really hurt. Facial expression, everything. Not flying around the ring like The Rock, but like Rick Rude used to do it. Like, like, oh, that hurt. You know, so you hit Rick Rude, you hit Randy Savage, you hit Rick Martell. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect oh, Mr. was a Perfect. great seller. He's, uh, everyone I know will say Shawn Michaels. Like, Shawn Michaels, they said, knew how to make his body rigid and light to make it easy to pick him up. But outside of that, I'm always going to say Kurt Hennig. Kurt Hennig was, <laughs> come on, man. Do you know who was a good bumper? Like, uh, like that, that, that shouldn't have been? Uh, Yokozuna. That shouldn't have been. No, Yokozuna. Yokozuna was a good bumper when he... Like, obviously, it was hard to knock him off his feet. But when when he did, I remember him just going feet overhead, flat back. You know, like, like stuff like a big guy like that should not be able to do. Same thing with, like, uh, uh, Rikishi. Rikishi would take a clothesline and do a spinning, you know what I mean? Like a flip and stuff. Yeah. Not, not realistic at all. But, like... I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call that a good bumper. Just, just athletic. Just, you know, just a has athletics and and can absolutely like pull something like that off. But as far as like the character and like living the gimmick and stuff, like Yokozuna, when he finally would get knocked off his feet, I don't know. He took those bumps well, and he it did. Looks, it give looks, you another one. Who's that? Spike Dudley. I was thinking Spike Dudley, but Spike Dudley was a lawn dart. Like he would just he's <laughs> so, so he was don't the count un, he was the unintentional Darby <laughs> Allen. <laughs> I mean, I've have you seen him lately? Any interviews or anything? Because I I do I wonder not. about how he's doing. He took some terrible bumps. Yeah, um, I haven't John, seen him. Jerry Lynn was another one. Um. And I would say Eddie Guerrero was a good bumper, but he doesn't. He didn't include the cell very well. You first hit him, ooh, it hurts. Now the pain's gone. Chris Benoit was the same way. Yeah, like it's like all right, you know, you didn't sell it very well. Like I'm not saying you got a Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton looks like everything you did to him was was terrible. Like you always 
whenever you hit him, there is a bear trap on the end of your hand that wherever you hit him, it, it attached to his body. I mean, he, he was great at selling, but you like, he made everyone look like a killer. <laughs> but, um, I, I said Darby earlier, but Darby's one of the top bumpers. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Maybe yeah. we were just talking WWE. I don't know. No, I, mean, I, no. I mean, you got to include everyone. Unfortunately, you know, most of my years watching wrestling was WWE because of where I was located at the time. And then when I got older and was watching WCW, most of the WWE guys were over there. <laughs> and yeah, you know, there's some people that you'd look at them and you'd think they'd be great and they were terrible, like Prince Iakea. And I don't know. Like Chris Jericho, he's better now, but he would you know, sell with his body, but his face never changed expression. Then you had guys like Lex Luger. Every time you hit him, oh, oh, like, all right, buddy, let's calm down. That was the fake sting. He didn't hit you that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the fake sting was big in Japan. So what do you, uh, what are you thinking of the triple H run regime so far? I mean, it hasn't been that long, but, um, I don't think we can say like there's renewed interest because there's a changing of the guard, changing leadership, a lot of buzz around who's going to come back. I need a little more time. I need to see what he builds. I know a lot of this stuff sounds good, but I need to see how he does it. I like how he's taking characters. I like how he's taking characters and rebuilding them, like bringing back characters and people who were fired or let go like Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis comes back and he's stalking AJ Styles, but that was always his gimmick was he was basically an assassin. And mm-hmm. there was that brawl between Theory and Dolph Ziggler in the back that eventually led to their match. However, in the back when they were brawling, somebody came in through that back door or, or, or something happened with the back security door. And then you just saw the hand come through and stop the door from shutting. And then later you see Dexter, Dexter Loomis trying to attack AJ Styles, but but security stopped him in the main event or, or not, or, you know, in the U S title match. And, uh, I like that triple H is, is putting little breadcrumbs for people to follow. Uh, I, I, I can only imagine that it's very likely the fiend will come back and, or maybe not the fiend, but Bray Wyatt. We don't know what iteration we don't know if it'll be new character, old character, whatever. I think it'll be a new character and I think it'll be something crazy that I'm going to like. I just hope it's another dark character. Cause I thought all that stuff was cool. I, I want the fiend to get another shot. I know a lot they of people don't fire though. Yeah, but he came back. Remember he walked through the portal during WrestleMania and he reset himself. I don't need any more of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't, I, I don't know why, because I'm not that type of person at all, but the Wyatt family, when I first saw that, that to me was like the coolest gimmick that I could remember. From To me personally, I'm a horror movie fan. The way they set it up, I like the lighting the lamp, holding it up. You see, uh, oh, what's his name? In the back with the mask on, as soon as his face hit the light, we're back. Blizz. That was cool. I was hyped. No. <laughs> and I, I, I barely get into this stuff the way I used to. I really I like that stuff when he came I guess when he came back as the fiend and the first time we saw him as the fiend in summer at SummerSlam two years two SummerSlams ago 
and the first thing you saw was him carrying a lantern of his own severed head. I was like, yeah, yeah <laughs> this is going to work. And then it didn't because Vince got his grubby little hands on it and and took it in a direction that didn't make any sense. Him and, and Alexa Bliss, while they apparently had a good time working together, it didn't make sense. Like this needed to be that next, maybe not Undertaker style character, but it needed to be that dark brooding character that that was a special attraction and we just got we just got garbage we got garbage they always do that when they bring in someone number one they have to find a way to kind of weaken them because you have to do that in wrestling it's true if you just have someone that smashes over all the time eventually all you you have is one main character and a bunch of stormtroopers that happened with you know um, the NWO, you know, like they smashed over everybody. It's happened in other places, but Vince did always try to like d- duplicate in a way the energy that someone else puts out. If someone has something going pretty good, he would try to put someone else with him as if that was going to rub off that other character and he can go in two different directions with these people. And it never worked except for maybe with Undertaker and Kane. I just look at I look at what they did though to make it not work and it and it it upsets me the the biggest one obviously well two biggest ones one was the hell in the cell match with Seth Rollins where the referee stopped it because it was it went too far we've gone too far literally the undertaker threw somebody off of the hell in the cell and that match continued there were thumbtacks a tooth through the lip and and into <laughs> Mick Foley's nose but but Seth Rollins taking a a, a toolbox <clears throat> and hitting. Wait, wait, wait! Seth Rollins with a toolbox. Keep that there, and let me go back and say this: Mick Foley's the best bumper. Now go back, toolbox, toolbox. Hit him on in a, like a stack of chairs on top of him, and the ref was like, "Nah." And then the fiend still got up and still hit the sister Abigail on the outside and stuff like absolute garbage that was the that was the beginning of the end and also man the, <laughs> the beginning of the it end. was though everyone hated that crap and then I, I him mean, losing yeah. to goldberg and then literally like losing the title to goldberg and then standing up behind of him and going i'm spooky creepy guy bye-bye and then disappearing when the lights go out it's like what was the point of that nothing made sense it was stupid and uh, they, 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 it, it's like they were trying to kill that character. Well, they, they literally did. I'm sorry, he went through a portal, but they did kill him. <laughs> he did. He went through the portal, and then he tweeted. You know who else might go through the portal? Who? Johnny Gargano. I don't know why I thought you were going to say quit the bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's earlier. Johnny Gargano has said he's open to a WWE return now that Triple H is in control. We said that to Bodyslam.net. Um, I thought that was pretty much a no-brainer once Triple H took over because that's a Triple H boy. Uh, I, I think that we're going to see more of that. And I also think that we're going to see some gimmick changes. And thank you, thank you, thank you. It was rumored that we're going to be getting back uh, Pete Dunn and not Butch anymore. So I also yes. heard that Dewdrop might be going back to Piper Niven, which thank yeah, you, thank that you. Was, that was so dumb. It doesn't make any sense, but again, it's a Vince McMahon thing. It, Vince, Vince, Vince thinks fart jokes are the funniest thing on the planet, 
and doesn't understand why anybody would watch a movie because wrestling has everything. This is all facts. Now, I mean, these Bruce Pritchard quotes, I mean, how far do we take them? Did you hear what Logan Paul said recently about Vince? What did he say? He said, I sat at the table at WWE headquarters with Vince McMahon, and I looked at him, and I said, I have the number one podcast in the world. And you know what he said to me? His co-host said what? He said, nothing. (laughs) 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 Does he have the number one podcast in the world? I thought it was Joe Rogan's podcast. That's what I thought. And I thought that was by a landslide. Look, Logan Paul is going to Logan Paul, okay? (laughs) Yeah, because there's... A lot of stuff I think is in front of Logan Paul. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google live again. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch Serial before Logan Paul. <laughs> what is or, the number me, one podcast to. in the world? Number it's one, be Joe Rogan. It's Got the it. Joe Rogan Experience. Let's go to number thirteen or thirteen most popular. Serial's got to be in there. One I'm trying to. Joe Rogan, we got uh, two, The Daily, three, oh, yeah. This American that. Life, four, yeah. Stuff You Should Know, Yep. five, Double DQ Podcast, six, <laughs> the- <laughs> yeah, there you go, <laughs> five, Shock Serial wasn't in there, but Pod Saves America, or Save America, six, Ben Shapiro Show, seven, oh. call, her- <laughs> call Her Daddy, then there's... Yo. That's what 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 is that about? I uh, don't know, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Oh, it's a sex positive dating and relationship podcast. It's popular among women. The content is explicit, raunchy, and features stories, sex advice, girl talk, and millennial culture. I'm not a millennial. I'm old. Mm. I'm right on the cusp. Uh, number eight yes. is Office Ladies, and it's literally uh, people like cast members from The Office. Um, Pam, oh, really? who, the, the woman who played Pam, and the woman who played Angela. Uh, Morbid, a true crime podcast. That makes sense. My favorite murder is number 10. Crime Junkies is number 11. I can't believe Serial didn't make it. Why Won't You Date Me is number 12. Let's see. <laughs> let's see what number 13 is. Planet Money. Don't know that one. That's all I got for you. Well, Logan Paul. That's Not why even Vince, in the top 13. That's why Vince didn't say anything to you. It's like malarkey. You're a liar. Vince is probably like, what's a podcast? <laughs> Oh, remember you were on there with the kicker. Oh, that. With, with the kicker. I didn't mean to say it like that. I, I actually like him. <laughs> Pat McAfee is one of the best things that's happened to to on air personalities in pro wrestling in quite a while. Who would you say was your best on air personality ever? My favorite on air personality. Yes, and we're not we're we're excluding the wrestlers, right? No, it can be wrestlers if they. Oh, I mean. Excuse me, that, that we're operating in capacity as a commentator, a color commentator. Bobby Heenan, clearly, of all time. Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan was really good. Yeah, no. I like Jesse Ventura, too. Jesse Ventura was great. No, don't like, get me wrong. I like Bobby with Gorilla the most. You knew I was a Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe Jesse, shut up. We're done. We've heard this. Bobby Heenan have said stuff that you wouldn't even be able to say. In <laughs> back in the day, like if you watch the old shows, but him and Gorilla would bounce off of each other. 
And I like that. When he yeah. went to WCW, it was he would try, but the other guy like didn't keep up. And I mean, I liked it. I used to enjoy listening to Vince because Vince was so over the top, it was hilarious. But his voice would go to a registry that it wasn't human. <laughs> and I like I don't know, he used to crack me up because he Remember was funny, he... but he didn't do a really good job. Roddy Piper, like he oh, would yeah. smack, like the the warrior would be doing his things where he's pumping his hands. Why does he do that? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Man, Roddy, leave it alone. You're messing it up. Double DQ podcast at gmail.com. Double DQ podcast at gmail.com. Please send us in your favorite on air personalities. Let us know what you think. Uh, we did get another email, by the way, from Felix, who I, I, I'm paraphrasing completely, 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 but uh, wanted to know where they could find you more. Uh, wanted to know what, what you do, uh, Biggs, as far as like where they could see more content from you. Well, actually, at this moment, this is my primary focus. I will be working on something in the future, and I'll keep you guys posted. And Felix, I thank you very much for um, asking, and I appreciate you reaching out to us. Please feel free to do so again. And anyone else, I really am curious of y'all's opinion of your favorite on-air talent, commentating-wise. I'm I'm very curious it's got my mind going. Thank you again, Felix. Oh man, I'm trying to think who else there was that that really struck like a nerve with me. Like somebody, I just, I guess it didn't stick with me too long. If I can't think of them, well, I mean, because you like know, you had wrestlers that were there. Was people that that did I hated it. I didn't, Macho Man on commentary. Ugh, I didn't like him on commentary. And then you know, um, it's cool to buddy slam, Vince. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Bruno San Martino on commentary. That was terrible. I'm not going to say it was terrible. He really took wrestling serious. He wanted it to be like legit mainstream. So when he spoke to you, you didn't yeah. get color commentary. You just got commentary. And he, you know... I noticed the difference with Jesse the body because, you know, Heenan was still an on, you know, he was a manager. He was around the ring. You know, you had Jesse who he was the first heel, you know, to, you know, he make fun of the, the faces on air, you know, and get heat on them. Um, mm -hmm. I know you're not going to like this, but I love Jim Cornette on air. Um, if you ever listen to, um, those shows he was pretty good he was very quick on the microphone but bobby heenan was really good i i actually felt bad for him in wcw he would come up with zingers and the other guy wouldn't put it over it's like gosh it was uh Ton tony shivani and um uh, mike tenay yeah mike tenay he was the he was the guy that was supposed to know all the moves right that's called a flancha Oh, Mike Tenay, the expert. Yeah, Flancha sounds like a medical condition for your butt. <laughs> On Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he pulled his Flancha. <laughs> Nobody tell Howie Mandel. He'll tweet about it. <laughs> and make a TikTok. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, it, it is wild, though. I think about, like, you know, I can't think of many. Because there's ones that hit really heavy. Who's going to pass Bobby? 
I'm telling you, that's Bobby that's Gorilla answer. was my favorite, man. You know, Gorilla just put everything on. Over. Bobby Gorilla was the was the wrestling equivalent of uh of John Madden Pat Summerall. Like that that Oh yeah. That's how I, I feel that's about a lot. That's saying a lot too. <laughs> but I don't disagree. <laughs> but that's saying a lot. Um yeah. I, I try to think of different combinations. I mean, like you, you want to talk energy, and you gotta go with um Joey Styles. Oh man, Joey he had Styles. energy, but at the, the same voice time, ECW completely. Yeah, I mean, by himself, but it was weird because he would show excitement, and when you show excitement, you also can't describe the action. So you would have these huge gaps. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then it'll be blank for fifteen seconds because <laughs> he can't do both, you know. But you know, he, he pulled it off. It, he fit ECW. You know, ECW kind of looked like, look, we're going to give you everything we got, you know, for what I could afford to put in the ring for 200 bucks. Um, Mar Ranallo. Mar Ranallo is, is great anytime he picks up. Mar was really good. I'm actually, you know, I, I guess there wasn't many. Op- he had a shot at UFC and they didn't want him, right? Uh, I didn't know. I didn't hear that. I honestly okay, maybe that. not. Because I, I like Mar Ranallo. I used to listen to him and... and and um, Boss, you know, doing Pride. And when I heard he was coming to wrestling, like, this is awesome. He was uh, NXT for the longest time. Then they put him on SmackDown. But the, he had the issues with JBL and the bullying, which <laughs> doesn't surprise me. There's a prank. I don't know if you saw it years ago where. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say. It's Crow Cop, right? Oh, okay. Okay. So you're aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For but, those um... of you that don't know, Crow, uh, Crow Cop in broken English was basically threatening Mar Ranallo and Ranallo was like, ah, oh, he's joking at first. And then he's just like, oh, he's not joking. And he, I think he pissed himself because <laughs> I think he like Crocop would have murdered him. I mean, just clearly would have ended him. And uh, <laughs> absolutely, when they finally revealed that it was a joke, like you could see he was relieved. He was going to get to see his kids again. Like it was, <laughs> it, it was so instant. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube, Mirko, M I M I R C O crow cops, C R O C O P. Uh, and then Mauro Ronaldo. And you'll, you'll, you'll see the, the clip we're talking about. It's really funny. Yeah. Classic moment. And I'm trying to think though. See, you threw Bobby out there in the beginning. I can't. No one's going to touch that. Well, I think yeah. we should go ahead and wrap this thing up because it's about to be AEW Dynamite time. And Absolutely. Jet, they're either going to start with what they've been every time CM Punk's back. Yo, CM Punk's back, by the way. Hey, we didn't even talk about that. CM Punk's back. What the yes, hell are we he doing? Is. CM Punk's back. Uh, that's is awesome. he 100% now? I don't know, but he will be by all out. So that so he'll be fine by then. So it's either going to start with the trios match and they're going to do the Kenny Omega thing right up front, or they're going to start dynamite like they always start with a. <laughs> they did that for like seven weeks in a row. Milk it, man. Milk it. <laughs> that is awesome. He's not going to dive in the crowd, though, because that's how he hurt his foot. He did it on the crowd dives that he'd been doing, which is hilarious for viewers. I think didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He heard it on the crowd dive. Yep, the more that <laughs> we're getting old. Mm-hmm. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This was this was a feel good episode. This was like there's no super bad, negative, serious stuff to talk about. There was just like well, there's a lot more stuff to bring up, but we like to keep it to what we bring up in the moment and not not go too deep in anything else. <laughs> As evident, the fact that we didn't even talk about CM Punk coming back um, <laughs> tonight. AEW Dynamite is in Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, I, I I wish it was a little closer. I'm I'm in West Virginia, so I'm just gonna say that. And um, so I wish I could have gone to see Kenny Omega come back, which I'm still solidly predicting is going to happen. I'm going to say we don't know that for sure. I've seen Omega live before. I mean, I saw I saw when uh, him and Moxley did their brawl, uh, and I, I went to the first Dynamite ever in Washington D.C. I knew the yeah. brag was coming. I had a ticket. You had a ticket? <laughs> yeah, I sent it to you and Travis. Said if somebody else wants it, because I couldn't go. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I bought a ticket. I was planning to go along. But anyway, I'm glad that you guys got to go and you had a good time. And I watched it on TV and tried to find you. Uh, 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 Dustin Rhodes handed me one of the Young Bucks dollars as he was walking back, uh, back to the back. Like, remember when they used to, the, the money used to shoot out with the Young Bucks faces on it and not the streamers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I didn't know that. I still have that. I still have my ticket, too. I, my, my goal is to get the ticket and the, the Young Bucks dollars autographed. And now that they're not heels anymore, or sort of not heels, maybe they are. I don't know. I'm going to get that thing autographed. As long as they wear those tights, they're heels. Wow. Thanks, guys, for listening. This has been episode 20, what is it? 26? 26. Sure. Is it 26 or is this 27? I don't even know. I think it's a 26. Let me look it up. I this is we don't keep good track of these things. This is not a prerogative. I'm looking oh, right now. Oh man. Uh, it's episode. It might be episode 25. <laughs> I think it's episode 20. No. No, it's 26. It's gotta be. Is it? I don't know, because on my thing, I have episodes 22, 23, 23.5. Oh, I forgot about the And point. then 24. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I guess this is episode 25. It's uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. We don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, a- tune in to see if Kenny Omega teams up with the Midday Express. I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But Even against the Young Bucks. What, I'd say something against me. They're dressed like the Midnight Bye. Express. Goodbye. We're <laughs> <laughs>